the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Todd Marquardt, attorney at law in Texas. If you're a millionaire or a thousandaire, Talk Law Radio is now on the air. Call in with your business law question, your elder law question. Veteran aid, Medicaid, build a business to get paid. 210-308-8867. Or ask a question online at marquardtlawfirm.com. That's M-A-R-Q-U-A-R-D-T, lawfirm.com. And now, it's Talk Law Radio with Todd Marquardt. Welcome to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. Uh, Also on Facebook Live. And we'll be on YouTube later. And you can also uh, stream the show from www.930amtheanswer.com. You can find archived podcasts and you can stream from www.talklawradio.com or you can go to Apple Podcasts or podcasts on any platform. Because I'm licensed to practice law, the State Bar of Texas is a state agency that governs my law license and the State Bar wants attorneys to inform the public about the law But because legal advice must be tailored to the specific circumstances of each case, and because laws are ever-changing, the material discussed in this program is meant for general informational purposes only and is not to be construed as tax, legal, or investment advice. Although the information has been gathered from sources believed to be reliable, please note that individual situations can vary. Therefore, the information you you should uh, coordinate with your individual professional advice. Marquardt Law Firm sponsors our show today, and attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans, new businesses and old businesses which might have issues with corporations, contracts, LLCs, family-limited partnerships, and we can represent those who are facing problems from lack of planning, like in county court, district court, or probate court. Check out our blog at marquartlawfirm.com to research uh, other subjects. But before we get started talking about the law, let's begin with prayer. Dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you for all the gifts and blessings that you give to us. Please forgive us for our sins, for our mistakes, for doing the wrong thing or failing to do your will. Please help Corey Flores and me give good information to the listeners about real estate today. Help us to use the gifts and talents you have provided for the good of your people, for our own good, and for your glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Now it's time to discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. And today we're going to be talking to Corey Flores about real estate. Corey, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Okay, so tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, Let's start. Where are you from? I am originally from the Rio Grande Valley, um, Edinburgh specifically. (laughs) And um, I moved to San Antonio back in 2013. Um, And I've been living here ever since. To go to school? (laughs) Um, No, actually, I was... uh, working as a speech therapist before I got into real estate. So, Okay. Well, let's go back to that time period. Um, where did you get your degree? Um, I went to school at Texas A&M, Texas A&M Kingsville. Oh, I love that school. Yes, you it's know, cute. My, my older brother and sister-in-law work at the <laughs> university there. Oh, nice. And so back in October, I took my daughter... She's uh, She was 15 at the time, and so I'm trying to get her interested in college, and uh, we went for homecoming. Uh, we went to the uh, 
the tailgate party. We went to the football game. It's a yes. lot of fun. Yes, I like that you're still getting the college feel, but like small town mm-hmm. feeling mm-hmm. as well. So it's not overwhelming. Yeah, I I even got to uh, take a photo with uh, the guy that takes care of the javelina. Oh, okay. nice. <laughs> I don't get to see the javelina up front or, or face-to-face. I, I do get to see him in his enclosure, the little train car thing. Yes, that's right. <laughs> I forgot they had that. <laughs> yeah, I love I love the javelina. Yes. Okay, so you went to Texas A&M in Kingsville, and what did you get your degree in? Um, communication Sciences and Disorders. Okay, so that's and speech. that's what led you to speech. So tell me about that experience. What type of work did you do? Um, I did like outpatient care mainly with pediatrics um, when I was in the Valley. And then once I moved over here, I did more of the school districts. So in the, in that setting and um, like elementary, junior high. um, And so what leads a, a child to need help with speech like you provided? Um, there's so many things that could happen, uh, developmental delays. I mean, some, I think just are unexplained. Um, I was a certified autism specialist as well. So I loved working with those kiddos and all of that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a interesting experience. And then, uh, sometime you decided to switch over to real estate. Yeah, so funny. So I really saw myself in sales, and then I I don't really know how I ended up doing speech, but I've always loved sales. I wanted to be a pharmaceutical rep. Oh, okay. um, I felt like I was a mall rat at working at all the retail um, stores in the Valley. Okay, so and that's so, how you got interested in fashion. Yes, always. <laughs> always wow. been interested in fashion. <laughs> well, before we forget, let's uh, tell the listeners about your Instagram site. Oh, or the what I'm under or the handle or yeah. um, you can find me at the styled realtor 365 on Instagram and Facebook too. Yeah, and you're always uh, wearing something different. You know, it's so funny that people think, like, I would love to see your closet. I bet you just, you know, and I feel like I, I I repeat outfits. Of course I do. You know, I think you just, how you change it and what you pair it with and all of that right. to make it look different. Yeah. Well, that's what makes you a fashion expert. Right. <laughs> because you I, d- know. I definitely repurpose outfits for you sure. Know how to do that. Okay, so you you got into real estate, and uh, tell us a little bit about your beginnings there. Um, What company uh, helps you? Um, So I am with Keller Williams Heritage. Um, I've been with them since I started, and they've just been a great support uh, to my career. Um, There's so many resources. We have um, two attorneys on staff. a broker, very involved. She's amazing. Um, and I love that they are structured to do what they're good at. So mm-hmm. that is what they do. Um, they're Providing not, support for you. Yes. Not, um, I guess, like, you know, our attorneys just do the attorney stuff, mm-hmm. you know. Um, our broker just is the broker of record and is the support to the agents. It's You know, she's not trying to. Do all of, wear all the hats, I guess, at the Okay, and that allows you to be creative and do things your way. Yes, what I love about Keller Williams is that it's agent-centric, and you can really be your own brand, but of course you have to have a sponsoring broker, so Mm -hmm. they allow you, as long as you're compliant with the Trek uh, rules and things like that, but... Texas um, Real Estate Commission. Commission. Yes. Yeah, Yeah. sometimes we have to explain those things to the (laughs) listeners. Well, uh, we're talking with Corey Flores, who is the Styled Realtor 365 on Instagram and Facebook. We're talking to her about real estate, and uh, after we take a break, we're going to be talking about preparation, presentation, price, and promotion, the four Ps. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) A friend of mine uh, 
back in the day used to say, uh, poor preparation prevents perfect performance. Yeah, I would say so. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm Todd Marquardt. This is 9.30 a.m. The Answer, Talk Law Radio, where we help you discover your legal issue blind spots by listening to me talk about the law on the radio. So stay tuned because we're going to be talking to Corey Flores after this short break about preparation, promotion, presentation, price. Probably got them out of the order, but uh, you get the point. So stay tuned. Wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it? Now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information. The attorneys at Marquardt Law Firm focus on business and estate law, including last wills, living trusts, and tax-protected inheritance plans. We educate our children so that they're prepared for the future. Call Marquardt Law Firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future. Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 930 AM The Answer. Also on TalkLawRadio.com, YouTube, Facebook, and you can stream live on 930AMTheAnswer.com as well. Also podcasts everywhere. So we've been talking to Corey Flores, a realtor, uh, about real estate, about her beginnings, And it helped me to remember that sometimes people get confused about what property is. And in law school, they told us uh, property was like a bundle of sticks. I was going to bring a bundle of sticks, and I forgot. (laughs) It would have been a great prop. Anyway, picture a bundle of sticks. Well, each stick represents a different property right. So you could have the right to sell the property, the right to... Uh, use the property, the right to live on the property, the right to give the property away, the right to leave it as a bequest in a will, the right to improve the property by building stuff on it, the right to grow crops, the right to bury something there, the right to lease the property, to rent the property, to hunt on the property, to extract oil, gas, and other minerals from the property, to harvest things from the property, and you also have the right to the air, the wind, and the sunlight. So each That's one of those things could be a stick in the yeah. bundle. Okay, so let's get into your process for helping somebody. If I wanted to sell my house, what would I do first? So we would meet. Um, I would go, you know, get your address. We'd talk a little bit. I'd ask you some questions because I want to... Um, do some research on the property. What am I looking at? Um, one of the main things before we would actually meet at your house property, um, I want to see what's sold recently in there. What What is the activity in your neighborhood and mm-hmm. nearby um, so we can just kind of have an idea. And then once I would get that information, let's say we meet a few days later, uh, I would go to your house and have you show me around. Mm-hmm. Let's see, kind of, I'm looking for the condition, uh, things that maybe need to be repaired. Um, just the condition mainly is what we're looking at. And then we'll sit down and I'll ask you, um, So what number do you have in mind? What are you thinking? Because usually, uh, I don't think I've ever had a client not tell me this, but they know their neighbor's house sold for X amount or their friend or relative. um, So they have a number in mind. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell us about aspirational pricing. I love using that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, so we just came out of this crazy market that I 
don't think we'll ever see again. Um, but so many people knew that they could price their properties at basically whatever price they wanted and there was going to be a buyer for it and you were likely going to enter into multiple offers. Um, but that is not the case anymore. So it's so important to be priced correctly, especially in this market, the first time. So if you ask for too much money, then you might not get any any people that are interested. No, you might not. And if you price too low, then you're leaving money on the table. Possibly, yeah. Okay, so how do you figure out the pricing? Um, I have a program that I use that pulls data directly from our MLS, and it just gives me an accurate number and the activity in the neighborhood, what's the average days on market for that area, and then what's the average price, so that I can present my seller clients with that data to show them, I know you want to be here, but this is what things are actually going for. And I like to pull within the last four months, two months, month, Mm -hmm. if I can, if there's enough data, um, just because we want the most accurate, uh, most recent what is currently happening um, in that area. So let's say that uh, the Bear County tax assessor uh, thinks that my house is valued at two hundred and fifty thousand, but I really want and need three hundred thousand, and so I want you to list it for three hundred thousand. What what are you going to talk to me about to help me um, get back to reality? So the tax assessor, we always want our properties to be lower because that's not market value. So we want your tax mm-hmm. assessor to be low because that's what they're basing your taxes on every year. Um, and you should definitely protest your taxes every year. Um, and then we're going based on market value. So what is a buyer willing to, to pay? How, I always mm-hmm. get that question, uh, you know, how much is my home worth? What a buyer's willing to, right. to pay for it, yeah. really. And so um, I think that's why I really take the time and I'm so invested in my listings because I don't want my clients to leave any money on the table. And I want them to have a just a great experience, sell it in the least amount of time for the most of, amount of money without leaving anything on the table. Okay, and so what if you did have a a house that was um, was sort of undervalued? Are there some things that you can encourage the the seller to do to increase the value a little bit? Oh yeah, there's definitely improvements, but I get a lot of seller clients that maybe they don't want to spend any money on improving it, or they're kind of like, I I just need this to sell. So in those situations, we really, um, I think it's important to, I explain like having your best foot forward um, the first time before we list. So there may be things like either getting a professional cleaning done. I'm really big on staging. Um, and that is a service that I actually offer to exclusively to my seller clients um, when they list with me at no additional um, charge. Okay, so what, what does that mean? How do you define staging? Um, if there is, so if we were preparing your house, okay, we're in agreement, we know the price we want to be at to list, um, then I'm going to give you my recommendations. We'll walk it and I'll tell you, Look, we really want, buyers want to move in ready home. Mm -hmm. And so I have to really get that across to my seller clients and say, you have to detach from from this. This is like no longer going to be your home. So let's put all the extra away. We want it really clean, bright and airy, um, just a good feel throughout. I mean, like it's a a move in ready home because that's what a buyer is looking for. So okay. We're going to want to pack up all the extras. Wow. That, that might be somewhat of an emotional process. Definitely. And, you know, 
I know that it's overwhelming. I hate packing. I hate mm-hmm. moving. And then you realize, like, you're such a hoarder. <laughs> you know, it's awful. But um, it's just something that has to be done. And I think it's also a, a good time to kind of like, okay, I've been wanting to tackle this pantry or closet, but I haven't. So it's like the perfect time. And then I just kind of remind them, you know, remember, you're going to have to, like, pack all this stuff up. So definitely right. if you don't use it, if you're not, you don't want any more, then that get, helps yeah. get started yeah. early. Exactly. And uh, aside from getting rid of um, things, are, are there other things that you can do to help stage? Um, yeah. I mean, there's sometimes I'll, I'll bring in uh, furniture. Um, I know I have a lot of investor clients, and so um, the properties are usually vacant, mm-hmm. which is nice because I can just go in and do my thing and stage. Um, but I am the you know people always say like why don't you open up your own staging and you know stage for others? It's so much work. It is so much work. It's literally like moving in and right, moving right. out, and depending on how fast um, the property sells. I mean, it's it's tough. So, yeah, I don't want to do that for everybody. <laughs> and that's why it's exclusive to my seller clients. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm invested in my listing and I've researched the area. I know the specific buyer for that because I think that's so important to really capture that um, when you're staging. So okay, know the buyer for that area. And. You know all all the different parts of San Antonio. Um, you you were telling me before the show something about the downtown area. So let let's go into that. What what is unique about downtown? Um, well, it's funny that downtown is a, a lifestyle. You know, um, you want to be close to all the San Antonio happenings. Um, I would say, and so there's different areas districts, historic districts, um, in that down that encompass downtown. And so I find a lot of like young professionals, people who want to Airbnb, but again, it's because they're going to an event. There's, you know, they want to stay in close proximity to whatever event, um, Mm -hmm. function they're attending. So that's what I see, um, downtown. And again, each area also has a buyer for that area. And so, when I've staged my vacant homes, I know what the what buyers are looking for, and you really have to capture that because, again, downtown is a um, a lifestyle. People, you know, because it's still um, changing, mm-hmm. and you know, you may have um, n- not the nicest house uh, next to you, and so it might take a little bit for things to to all look kind of the same. Okay. So people who are open to that as well. Sounds like there's a psychology into being a realtor. Uh, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you have to yeah. know people. And, and uh, you, you said even working with other realtors, you have to figure out their communication style. Oh, and, my goodness. And 100%. how they like to work. Yeah. Um, so, so try and remember... Uh, um, a circumstance where you worked with a, a difficult realtor or maybe not difficult, but just challenging because of the, the different styles. Can you think of anybody like that? Oh, yeah, I can think of a bunch of them. <laughs> um, you know, you just got to go with it. And I think that I've learned in this business, you can't take things personal. Um, it's just not, you know, and everybody is going through things and some people just have a certain way of expressing it. But um, I'm always looking out for my client and making sure that should they call me, I'm able to give them the answer to the question. And I always know what's going on during the transaction. And, and it's not like, um, you know, that's a great question. I don't really find that out <laughs> so for you. So how do you keep track of all that? Um, I have systems okay. that I do. And I'm really big on email. And I kind of put all parties involved in the email and make sure we're mm-hmm. all on the same page. Um, and I learned that early on um, that it's better to do that because I hate the back and forth of the, well, the lender said this. Well, title said this. Mm-hmm. And I just, I'm like, I don't have time for this. We're yeah. all just going to be on the same page. And that way we all know what's happening throughout the transaction. Okay. 
Good. Good to keep people informed. And uh, a lot of the properties downtown are are older. What do you know about older properties? Well, I'm a historic house specialist, so I love um, historic homes, older homes. Um, If it's in a historic district, uh, there are rules that you have to follow with the OHP, the Office of Historic Preservation. And so that can kind of be um, a little challenging. Okay. Well, we're going to talk more about that after the break. But uh, for right now, just know that we're talking with Corey Flores, who is the Styled Realtor 365 on Instagram and Facebook. And we're talking about real estate. We're talking about preparation, price, presentation, and promotion. And uh, we're going to take a break, so stay tuned. Also on TalkLawRadio.com, Facebook, YouTube, and uh, we're going to come back with uh, the Saints and Sinners segment. So I got the idea to do the Sinners and Saints segment uh, because there was a Christian theologian named Martin Luther, who wrote the 95 Thesis that started the Reformation in 1517, he said, the saints are sinners too, but they are forgiven and absolved. And so I like to talk about somebody in the news that um, did something bad, (laughs) and I like to talk about somebody that did something good. And so while searching for a, a sinner and a saint to discuss, uh, the Michael Jordan of case management, Katie Reynolds, uh, reminded me of this case um, in which Andre McDonald was recently convicted of manslaughter for the death of his wife, Andreen McDonald. Andreen, God rest her soul, owned and operated Starlight Homes and assisted living here in San Antonio. And Andreen was originally from Port Antonio, Portland, Jamaica, and she went missing back in 2019. And uh, a while later, uh, the police and investigators and district attorney figured out that her husband, Andre, was involved. And so he was just recently um, convicted of manslaughter. And so uh, why he wasn't convicted of murder is probably a more complicated discussion. For right now, we're going to go to the saint of the week. And you probably have heard in the news that uh, Red McCombs passed away recently. Uh, The San Antonio Business Journal headline called him an irreplaceable icon. Uh, The article said that he leaves a legacy that's nearly impossible to match. And so that's, uh, those are some bold claims. Anyway, Red McCombs died February 19th at the age of 95. And something former San Antonio Mayor Henry Cisneros said, he stood out because of his stature, because of his accomplishments, his voice, his optimism, his drive, his entrepreneurial energy. In total, the McCombs Foundation has proudly donated over $132 million to improve education and health in Texas. That's a lot. Yeah. Okay, so, Corey, we're talking about real estate. Before the break, I asked you about old homes. You said that you had a special designation for historical homes. Um, Would you mention that again? Uh, yes, I'm a historic house specialist, and I obtained that through the Office of Historic Preservation. They offer uh, classes for realtors, um, and I took them, and that was something that 
um, I found interesting was uh, historic homes and all the styles, and I just I love them. So yeah, and so <laughs> what pretty. makes everything different downtown that's old? What's different about it? Well, every district is different, really. Is I mean, you have King William, and you see those gorgeous homes, and you have Monta Vista, and it's just yeah, they're it, different. They're, they're all different, and they all really have a different vibe. Um, and when you're going to sell them, they definitely have a different buyer too. So. Okay. And so explain to me what, what one typical buyer would be. Who wants to buy an old home and deal with all the old home problems? Um, usually, uh, I would say a young professional. They like that. Um, I actually have one in the, it's not historic, but it's Beacon Hill. And that's, you know, a whole different vibe itself. You know, it's a conservation district in San Antonio, and um, they have their own park and garden, community garden. And I just, I love that. I love that. And actually, when I was staging, I told you about this, um, I thought it was so sweet and kind that a neighbor was already coming with a gift bag and a plant to welcome us. You know, we're like, we're just staging of the realtor, you know, <laughs> but you don't see that often. I know right. I wasn't greeted with anything when I was moving into my house. So yeah, no, it was me, nice. me neither. <laughs> okay, well, uh, let's move on to talking about uh, promotion. So you, you talked about staging and, and presentation. And so how do you get the most eyes on a property? Well, the first thing, so once it's ready to go and I've walked it again and I'm like, okay, you know, we're, I like to say show ready. You really in this market. I mean, I never stopped um, providing the services that I did, even though houses were basically selling themselves. I still did the same quality uh, work that I do now um, because it's just my brand, my name's attached to it. I can't um, just, I would say, just list a house. You okay. know, I never just list it. I mean, there's so much. And it's funny that a lot of people tell me, oh, you just list these beautiful homes. And I'm like, oh, my goodness. If you only saw what this house looked like before, you mm -hmm. know, I staged it and all of that. Um, but it's, it's a whole, it's a whole process, but, um, one of the main, main things, and it's why it's so important to have a great team on your side is pictures. Um, I do invest a lot in my pictures and I will not change my photographer. I have one photographer. He knows I'm like, this is what I envision. This is what I'd like. And then of course, um, once he's there, um, on the day of the shoot, he'll even say, Hey, have you thought about this? Have you, you know, this is what I'm thinking. And so I absolutely love that so much. And yes, there's people that, um, I could, you know, definitely save some money in mm -hmm. my pictures for, but I will not change who I use. Um, and so regardless if you are the $50,000 lot or the million dollar home, you're still going to get gorgeous photos um, because that's just the service I offer. And again, my name's attached to it. And mm -hmm. I think it's important because, you know, people are more than ever looking online. And so that is like the first impression. I was just going to ask, see. where do these photos show up? Yes, online. So once we input them in MLS, you're going to see them on all the, you know, Zillow and Realtor.com. Trulia, I think, is uh, another one. Okay. And just And all even the, I think most real, real estate, like Keller Williams site, like it feeds from the MLS. So it'll okay. be on those and all of that. So it's so important because that's where, you know, buyers are, are seeing the home first. Okay, good. So I wanted to ask if you had any homes for sale right now that you just wanted to highlight. Yes, I have one in San Antonio, really cute, um, kind of in the, it's considered San Antonio, but it's almost live oak, it borders. And then I have another one that I've said in Beacon Hill. I have one in Spring Branch, but that one is already pending. It went so fast. And okay. I told you about that one, that it was so important. There's a lot of inventory in that specific neighborhood in Spring Branch. Um, but because of the – we were priced correctly the first time, the gorgeous photos, um, and then the promotion of that. I mean, that's what, you know, people are seeing I mean, we went under contract within the week with multiple offers. And so if you do all those things and, you know, um, when I have my clients actually, you know, they take my recommendations and they execute on them, mm -hmm. uh, 
you see the results. Yeah. So would you say that the market is uh, slowing down or speeding up? Is it heating up or cooling down? I think it's stabilizing. I think, you know, you're still seeing um, multiple offers, maybe not people willing to pay or buyers willing to pay uh, so much extra because we do have a higher interest rate now. But if you are priced right, you will still see, you know, that it's a favorable term terms, favorable terms for the seller, uh, maybe not paying the title policy. I mean, everything's negotiable, right? Mm-hmm. But more often than not, we see um, the buyer asking the seller to pay for title. Um, but if they really want it, they want the best, you know, offer the best terms to the seller because they love the house that much. You'll still see that they're willing to pay for, you know, title. If the property needs a new survey, um, maybe they're not going to ask for closing costs. So, okay. Yeah. yeah, and, and so, I think it's creating that fear of missing out. I have to have this property um, again, capturing that um, lifestyle that they are wanting. And as soon as they walk in the home, um, just that feeling of like I can see myself here. Yeah, so great, and that's the the feeling that you want them to get. Oh, definitely. Yeah, yeah. and so that you you start with that when you're staging and preparing the home. Yes. And I think I stress myself out so much trying to really capture that. And sometimes I have a vision and sometimes I'm like, I don't know how all this is going to come together, mm-hmm. but it does. And um, yeah, it's just, I want that buyer to really be able to see themselves in there. And I think that's key uh, when you're listing your property. Yeah. So. Now, now I'm beginning to see how your fashion <laughs> and your real estate works well together because yeah. when when you're looking at the the real estate, you're looking at it sort of like a a fashion project. (laughs) Yeah, I would say so. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So this is Corey Flores. She's a realtor with uh, Keller Williams Heritage. And you can find her on Instagram and Facebook. She's uh, the Styled Realtor 365. So that's at sign the Styled Realtor365. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook. We'll be right back. We'll be talking about legacy. Stay tuned. wanting to learn about a will or a trust but haven't gotten around to it now is the perfect time to learn about this vital information the attorneys at marquardt law firm focus on business and estate law including last wills living trusts and tax protected inheritance plans we educate our children so that they're prepared for the future call marquardt law firm at 210-530-4278 to show your family that you are prepared for the future Welcome back to Talk Law Radio. I'm Todd Marquardt here on 9:30 a.m. The Answer, Facebook Live, and uh, streaming on 9:30 a.m. The Answer.com. You'll also be able to find this uh, segment on Facebook and YouTube, and on TalkLawRadio.com. We're going to be talking about legacy because this is our fourth segment. And now, it's time for the Talk Law Radio Legacy Spotlight. What's your legacy? Sponsored by Marquardt Law Firm. Okay, I have a public service announcement before we get started talking about legacy. When two people are living together outside of marriage, should they buy a house together? Should one owner put boyfriend or girlfriend on the deed? No way! Why not? I would 100% agree. (laughs) Don't do it. (laughs) Well, when there's a breakup, there's no easy way to divide the property. There's other laws to help divide the property in other situations, like in a marriage, if it ends in divorce, the divorce law is used to divide the property. If a business partnership is dissolved, the business partnership agreement is used to divide the property. Even co-tenants with undivided interests in the same property can partition according to real property law. 
But married cohabitate unmarried cohabitating people who buy property together and who later separate have a much more difficult time dividing that asset fairly. So visit our Talk Law Radio channel to learn more about other hidden issue blind spots. Okay, back to legacy. Um, what I've discovered after practicing for 16 years in the law is that real estate is a big part of legacy. You probably see it when you're selling homes or, or when somebody's buying. Uh, it's a It's a valuable asset, and sometimes... It's like a family heirloom. People get attached to it. You ever see anybody like that? Oh, yeah. You know, especially if there was, like, so many great memories. Um, if it was, like, their mother's home or things like that. It's like, oh, you know, this was our home where we would gather and Christmases and all of the holidays. And so definitely sometimes um, we have to be a counselor, you know, right, you and, and listen. deal with and, the emotional baggage that yes, comes with that. Yes, and definitely that. be sensitive to those things. So. You used a better word, sensitive. I used the word baggage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had a bad experience because uh, I was going to, I wanted to buy this uh, law office building from this attorney that was, that owned it. And uh, I, I, just rented space from him for a while, and uh, nothing was updated. It was like the last update was in the 90s. It was like 30 years ago. and uh, But he thought it was the Taj Mahal. He thought it was so nice, and nothing was wrong. There were no problems. Nothing needed to be fixed. And and then when it came to the price, it, it was way overpriced because he didn't really want to sell it. Yeah, <laughs> it was it was like his friend. Yeah, so <laughs> he didn't like want to separate from emotional it. Yeah. attachment, and yeah, that happens. <laughs> okay, so along with legacy, let let me further define for the listeners. Um, I like to use this definition from a couple of baseball coaches. They said um, in defining legacy, good players leave behind memories, banners, and trophies. Great players leave behind a culture, values, and standards that create a sustainable advantage each year. That was by Mark Landers and Rob Rose, who uh, wrote The Winning Difference. I love that. I've never heard that. I love that. That's so great. Well. You use it and, <laughs> and, and build your business with it. I, I can see that uh, the dedication and the detail that you put into your work is going to make a difference like that. So an, another definition of legacy is the story you leave behind for others to tell, the impression you make on the next generation, not comprised of money or material things, but of character, conviction, and compassion. Um, is there anybody that has gone before you, uh, a mentor or a family member that that left uh, an impression on you, some family value? Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, I think, you know, um, grandparents and even now um, my parents, right, they are still here, but a lot of the things that they instilled in me and I always go over this with my husband and I tell him, I'm like, oh, I hated my mom when she would not allow me to do something. Mm -hmm. But now as a mom, I'm so grateful that she didn't. And I'm the same way. It's so funny. My girls will feel the same way about me, but that's just they'll appreciate it later. Yeah. Something my dad didn't let me do is uh, he didn't let me go see Bones, Thugs, and Harmony in concert. (laughs) He should have gone with you. uh, He would not like that type of music. Um, Instead, I I had to go to this event and and give a speech for him, um, which was good practice for this. Yeah. And I may have gotten in trouble at that concert. Or maybe um, not. I don't know. Yeah, it is is something that I, I still think about today. Another definition of legacy Um, Something handed down from one generation to the next. 
So um, can you think of something that that has been handed down to you, a family heirloom, or something that you definitely want to hand down to your beneficiaries? Oh, definitely. And I think you know, right? <laughs> um, I have a, a property in the Valley, and um, yeah, that'll be for the girls. Okay. So um, I will never sell it. And I, you know, I want them to have that. And that was handed down to me from my parents. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it, now being in real estate, I think that my, it just changes your perspective on just all of the things and how, yeah, I mean, you think, oh, let me just sell it. But it's like, they're not making any more. Right, and so right. this is like Not prized. making any more <laughs> land in Texas. Yeah. And just where it's at, it's like there are, there's no more space. So uh-huh. you definitely like, I mean, somebody could offer me a million dollars right now and I would say, no, absolutely not. Right. You know. Yeah. Something that, <laughs> that was handed down to me, I haven't inherited any property yet, but um, I, I did inherit uh, something from my mom's dad. He was uh, in the Korean conflict, and he was injured by some uh, battle going on there. And so that he was awarded the Purple Heart, oh. and he's not with us anymore. And, and so uh, my mom got to have that Purple Heart while she was alive, and, and now I have it. And oh, so I remember awesome. not only him, but my grandmother and, and my mom and uh, his his legacy of service. Yes. Yeah, so but besides inheriting things and um I think that one thing that I I've learned is uh that hard work is important and you know my dad was always working and he encouraged us to work for him when we were small children. <laughs> I don't know if that was legal but um it it did teach me to to work and so I have my kids working for me now. Um, do you plan on doing that to your children? Definitely. <laughs> I will definitely make them get their real estate license and um, probably be my real estate assistant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because they're, um, I mean, they're involved now as much as I can. And so they they love it, though. They really embrace it. And they what always do they ask, do? Um, they'll help me with the staging, oh, which just okay. keep me company. Gosh, you know, yeah. that's like a big one. And, um, are we going to go see your houses? Are we going to go see your houses? And so that's great that they're interested. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they'll, um, you know, I think that's something that they'll remember going to see, um, mommy's houses. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, let's talk a little bit about, um, your, your fashion Passion. <laughs> fashion, passion, yeah. <laughs> You're the styled realtor, 365. Yes. So how do you build that up? What do you do with your, your Instagram? Um, well, I mean, I've always loved fashion. I feel like I told you I was a mall rat and worked at all these retail shops from like Banana Republic to, I don't even know, can't even think just a lot. I was like mm-hmm. at all of the stores. And so wherever, I, I've always worked. And I've loved fashion, and so I wanted a discount, of course, right? Because you're like in school oh, okay. and yeah. you're or college or what have you, and so um, I always wanted a discount on all things because mm-hmm. I love clothes so much. Um, but I will post on my Instagram kind of like my outfit of the days. I think it's important to when you're dressed well, you feel better, mm-hmm. and it's not so much about impressing anybody. It's for me, it's it's not. It's just I like the way I feel, and mm-hmm. I'm more confident, and I feel like I can take on the day, um, the week, whatever comes my way, because I look great. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, I was wondering a... what you were going to wear today. Oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, you look good. Thank you. And my middle son played baseball, and it surprised me one time he said what you said. He said, we're going to have nice uniforms. Because if you look good, you play good. I mean, it's just that is the truth. You know, it really is. And I think that that's projected on my clients too and my attitude and just Mm -hmm. everything overall. You know, if you feel good and just you're more confident. Okay. So Corey Flores is the Styled Realtor 365 on Instagram and on Facebook. You can find her there. Um they can also contact you by email probably, right? Yes. 
What is that? Um, it's info, I-N-F-O, at uh, Corey Flores, so C-O-R-Y-F-L-O-R-E-S.com. Okay. Info at CoreyFlores.com. And your focus on real estate, is it limited to any one thing, or will you help anybody with anything? I will help anybody with anything. And it's so funny because I get the comment a lot. Um, I don't know if you can help me because I'm not in your price point. I'm like, what are you talking about? Um, but I think that people see that these properties look so beautiful. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, if you only saw what they looked like. They mm-hmm. did not look like this. You know, I invest so much uh, time and you know, being detailed and all of that because I know what it takes to get it sold, Mm -hmm. you know, in the least amount of time for the most amount of money uh, for my clients. And so it it takes all that extra um, effort, you know, to put into it. I've had so much fun. Yes, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for joining me. Okay, you've heard it here on Talk Law Radio. Uh, Thank you for joining us today. Uh, Coming soon will be an episode about franchising with attorney Ed Marvin. Uh, Remember to subscribe to Talk Law Radio on YouTube and click the like button whenever you see me. This is Todd Marquardt. I'll talk to you later. J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.